This episode is brought to you by Choice Canning Company, a leader in the seafood industry for 70 years and counting. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. And I'm Maddie Cassidy. And today we are doing the first part of a two-parter. And this is going to be, it's going to be a, a, a big one. But um, we're doing something a little bit different and, and we'll get into kind of why we're doing it once we get uh, into the actual episode. But we're talking about our top 25 episodes and uh, that is coinciding with the 25th anniversary of the Global Seafood Alliance. And so we decided it would be fun to go through all of our episodes. We've done close to 200 episodes at this point. I think we're in like the 170s, approaching 180 episodes. And uh, so we thought we would look at kind of the, you know, we have analytics on the most popular episodes. So we took the top 10 or so of the most popular episodes. And then we kind of went in and ones that people either reached out to us about or ones that we really enjoyed or some of our favorites. And we just kind of made a list of the top 26 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) We threw a bonus one in there. Yeah, we threw a bonus one and it it actually helps even it out nicely because we are going to split this into two episodes because it would be way too long if we just did one and I wouldn't want to make everybody sit through all of that all at once, like like we're about to do. But um, <laughs> so before we get into it, I want to remind everybody to please remember to subscribe to Aquademia wherever you listen. So you get every new episode automatically downloaded onto your device as soon as it's available. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at AquademiaPod. And if you want to get in touch with us, then you can do that on our website, which is globalseafood.org slash podcast. That's right. And if you don't mind, we would really appreciate it if you could take a couple minutes, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. That really helps us out. And we appreciate everybody that has already done that. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you at the end. Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. All right, here we go. Let's get into it. Are you ready, Maddie? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, I am right. so ready for this. Buckle up. So Maddie actually approached me with this idea, Maddie and, and Vicky, who I don't know if Vicky's ever been on the podcast, but I think we've mentioned her. Yes, she was definitely like adjacent in the Seafood Expo North America episode this year. Yeah, and she does. She's she's part of our team and she kind of does a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but she doesn't uh, she's not super excited about getting her voice on microphone so uh, so we don't ever force her to be on but vicky and maddie approached me about this with this idea so maddie why don't you tell me what what your idea was when we went into this yeah so this year if you haven't seen on social media or heard on our website this year 2022 marks the 25th year of business for the global seafood alliance which was previously the global aquaculture alliance So in brainstorming ways that we can celebrate and help our audience feel involved in what we're doing as an organization, we thought that a fun way to have the podcast celebrate is to go through our top 25 episodes for from the past almost four years of us doing this podcast, which is crazy to say that it's almost been four years. So whether you've been with us since the beginning or if you're a newer listener, this will either be a really fun recap for you, like a journey back in time, or it's going to be introduction to some of our past guests that you might not have heard before. 
Yeah, if you joined us in the last couple of years, you know, there, there's probably some episodes in here that you haven't heard. And so we're going to share little snippets of every single episode so you can kind of get a taste for kind of what, what we talked about and what, uh, you know, who we spoke to and things like that. So do you have anything else that you want to say before we kind of get into this list? I feel like there is. Maybe not. <laughs> Barley's here to help us out today. So if you hear the studio if you, cat, if you hear a cat meowing in the background, that's just that's my kitty Barley. She's the best. Uh, she's here to keep me warm on this cold day down in my basement. <laughs> no, I think we are good. Let's get into it. All right. Yeah, let's do it. So this is it, it kind of started out like being in somewhat of an order and then it kind of just became a let's just finish off by accumulating 25 episodes. Right. So. I can't really say that this is in any particular order, but I will say these few in the beginning uh, were drawn from our most popular episode. And what I mean by that is the ones that got the most downloads, the most buzz around. Um, you know, these are the ones that people really have been talking about a lot since they came out and they just do really well and people enjoy listening to them. So we're going to start off highlighting some of those. Uh, and eventually it'll just be kind of into a little bit more subjective material on our end. But uh, let's, well, the first one we're going to start off with is by far our most popular episode. Uh, this was the very first episode that we did in the beginning of 2022. And it's episode 122, The Truth About Shockumentary Filmmaking. How can the industry be more proactive? About five days later, I got a call from somebody who gave me a, a name that I'd never heard of, said, I'm a filmmaker and we've been about your sites with a critic and I would like to meet you in about an hour on your salmon farm and talk to you. And uh, I Googled the name and I couldn't find any reference to that person whatsoever. Um, so I just uh, called back and said, you know, I can't confirm who you are. So no, I'm not going to show up in an hour, you yeah. know, at your at your beck and call. Um, well, it turned out to be Seaspiracy. And in the film, if you ever can manage to watch it, Sean, um, uh, you hear him say, uh, the big salmon farming companies wouldn't speak to me. Uh-huh. And I thought, wow. So, Maddie, you weren't there for that one. I don't want to get too in-depth about all of these episodes because we do have a lot to get through. But you weren't there for that one. But that was, uh, you listened to it. Oh, and, yeah. That's um, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. It I wasn't a part of it. It was really kind of super eye-opening and also kind of it made me feel good because the the side of the argument that I firmly stand on feels a lot more grounded and and I felt a little more validated speaking with this um <laughs> caused a lot of i mean there was a we we got like verbal and physical threats on Twitter after this episode, and I mean yeah, there was... it was crazy the fallout from this episode, so I'm sure most of our listeners have heard about the film Seaspiracy. So we had Ian Roberts and Steve Headland on. Both are voices that a lot of people in the aquaculture industry and salmon farming industry are familiar with. And Ian was contacted by the Seaspiracy filmmakers to come to their farm and like do whatever they wanted to do. So getting a little behind the scenes look at what it was like is so interesting. And also hearing his side of being someone that was kind of directly targeted in the film mm-hmm. was so interesting. Yeah. And, you know, if you if you haven't listened to this episode, definitely check it out because that's not the only story. That's not the only thing that he gets into. I mean, he talks about all of the ins and outs of this documentary and everything that they, uh, you know, kind of the history. We talk about shockumentary filmmaking as a whole in these like this agenda documentary filmmaking that's trying to get you to feel a certain way uh, and how they'll do kind of whatever it takes to get you to feel a certain way and including just straight up lying and making things up. So uh, there's some really, really all about the emotions. Yeah, there's super good, interesting content in there. So make sure you check that out. 
Uh, and that was episode number 122. Uh, Maddie, you want to do uh, the next one on our list? Yes. So the second one on our list is episode 97, which is from our Seafood Innovation series. And it's called Nanobubbles with Warren Russell of Moliere. There's these these additional benefits that go beyond just the gas that we're putting into solution and it's the unique properties of the bubbles themselves, which lend to, to enhance various processes along the way. And that could include um, certain solid, solids or liquid separations within a uh, in hatchery to improve the quality of water. It could be looking at removing certain all-flavor compounds from, from those waters. And then um, even more nascent, but, but equally interesting, is, is how we're sort of exploring using these nanobubbles to, to remediate um, offshore net pen um, systems where we, we're injecting the nanobubbles at depth and, and remediating the seabed. The Seafood Innovations episodes are super cool because I always feel like I'm like taking part in a sci-fi movie. <laughs> Because it's just always which is your favorite. Yeah, it's always just this cool technology that's like just kind of on the cutting edge that just you hadn't like they address problems that you may not have even thought of, which is super cool. Right. And these nanobubbles were completely a new thing to me. I think actually I think the folks from Moliere reached out to us and said, hey, we have something cool to talk about on your podcast. And we 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 rolled with it. Um, And that happens a lot. If anybody that's listening right now has something cool that they want to talk about that maybe we haven't touched on, just please send us an email podcast at globalseafood.org. But yeah, this was, this was one of our more popular episodes too, uh, because I think it's just one of those things that people just want to know about. It's just cool. It's a, it's a super cool technology and the things that it can be used for is really pretty innovative. So it's things like nanobubbles that really confirm my feeling that I am living in the future. Yeah. What a time to be alive. (laughs) What a time to be alive. So our next episode that we're going to highlight is episode 151, and this is one of our Career Pathways episodes. And this one, I don't want to say it went viral, but this one took off. And it, it's actually cool because uh, this is a Career Pathways episode with Joe's Thomas of Choice Canning, and Choice Canning is actually sponsoring this first part of this episode. So uh, thank you, Choice Canning, for that. But he just has such an inspiring story of how he got started and how he kind of took over the business starting out literally. And he, he mentions, oh, you know what? I didn't even play it. Here, let's play it. Creativity as no boundary. Mm-hmm. So the biggest challenge I had those days when I went back home in Flushing was to have dinner. Eating on the floor and eating became a challenge mm-hmm. every day, bending yourself. And one day on a weekend, I was standing upstairs and there's a Sea Town supermarket downstairs there. So I saw them throwing boxes of mangoes and boxes of, you know, various things that they buy and put on a shelf. So I said, that, that box can't be my dining table. So I walked down there and picked the biggest dining table. I was able to eat my food above ground there you go. by using there you that go. box. You know, I want the youth who's listened to this understand there is no quick win in life anymore. Everything is competitive. Mm-hmm. Everybody is smarter than the other guy. Internet access is available to everyone. So who was a unique person today? In those days, I was unique because there was less public information available. Very less public information mm-hmm. available. So I took advantage of that. So this that was is a great example of this episode. Um, Joe's was just so... Uh, generous with his time and his his wisdom and he just the whole episode was full of just fantastic advice and inspiring stories and uh you know if you're someone who is looking to really make themselves 
a, a career in the seafood industry and try to be as successful as you can, I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. You were, yeah, were you this there? This was really special. You I were there was, for this, this one, was, right? No, this was another one that I wasn't there oh. for. And I'm really bummed about it because listening back, Joe's is just someone that I would have loved to talk to. He is just an incredible person mm-hmm. who has lived an incredible life with so many valuable life experiences that he was incredibly willing to share with us. So this is a really special episode. Yeah, just a tremendous human being who uh, has not let his success uh, take over who he is as a person. And that's just it's it's a it's inspiring to see, like I said. So that was a that was a really great episode. Uh, what do you got next? Number four. We're getting through this actually really quick. Yeah, look at us go. Okay, so episode the fourth episode on our list is episode number one hundred one, which is also part of our seafood innovation series. That series is super popular, and we love those episodes just as mm. much as you guys do. So this episode is called Ocean Forecasting with Jonathan and Craig of Scoot Science. What we found was that the aquaculture industry was doing an incredible job with ocean observing. So the aquaculture industry for years and decades, in some cases, had been collecting the same kind of ocean data that you would have an ocean scientist, you know, working really hard to collect for some patch of the coast. Um, You know, it's a big undertaking to say, you know what, we're going to have a long term ocean observing station in this one stretch of coast. And from an oceanographer's standpoint, when you have good ocean observing, then you can you can do good forecasting and you can do good modeling. So there's every once in a while we get an episode where at least for me, it turns into an opportunity for me to severely show my ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that ha- I feel like that happens a lot for me with with our episodes. This episode, and we've had Scoot Science back on. We've had them on twice, and mm-hmm. it's just everything that they do is so technical and so beyond my capacity for understanding. That I, you know, if you want to hear me sound kind of stupid uh, and get put in my place by a couple of uh, you know. <laughs> very very smart scientists um listen to this episode because i it's pretty clear that i'm like trying to get it and i'm just not quite there but um (laughs) scoot science doing some really really cool stuff i mean data is where it's at yes and the forecasting that they are the forecasting abilities that they're working on is is currently and will be super impactful for the seafood industry as a whole yeah they're fortune tellers yeah they really are they they can read the future it's super cool. And that again, another uh, guest that I think they reached out to us that we didn't know about them and they reached out to us and, and we were happy to have them on the show. And, and we brought them back because it's such an interesting topic. So um, I don't think their second episode is on this list. But if you listen to this and you're really interested and you want to learn more about more of the stuff they're doing, there is another episode with them. And uh, I'm not sure what episode that number is, but um, just search our... It is... Episode number 149, and it's called Scoot Science Returns, Sea State and Sea Vest. That's right. So check that out if that's something that interests you. It's uh, like I said, it's kind of it's kind of complicated. I had some trouble following it and, and staying, you know, within a, the realm of understanding. But uh, I think I think I held my own. OK, so in, enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one is one that's very near and dear to my heart, because this is the one that that kind of got the OK for me to launch this podcast um and i can t- this talk this was about our that. pilot 
Yeah, this was so this was episode (laughs) number one. And uh, it's called it's different from almost every episode that we've recorded. Uh, There's a few that are like this, but this is the very first one. uh, And it's called Earth's Got Issues. Whatever your opinion is on the matter, it's hard to deny that we've been experiencing bigger storms more often. Okay, before you stop listening, I know what you're thinking. I thought this podcast was about seafood, and all he's talking about are these Debbie Downer topics. But here's the thing. All of these topics come into play when we talk about seafood. Seafood is a victim of, and contributor to, these global issues. So, (laughs) that sounded pretty different, huh? This was... The music is just so dramatic. I mean, it is a dramatic topic, so... Yeah, I mean, the original plan for this... I've been working here for seven years, and I started in 2015, and... In like early 2016, I proposed that we should do a podcast. I was like, we should we should do a seafood podcast. And uh, we just weren't, we didn't have the resources back then. We were in a little dentist office crammed in. I was actually sharing a desk with someone else because we didn't have a lot of space. There were, there were not many people. And so we just didn't have the resources to do it. And so I kind of kept the idea doing. And then the original plan, when I finally brought it up again, they said, okay, create something. And then like, let's see where it goes, right? And so the original plan was to have this scripted and highly produced audio podcast, which I was very proud of. I mean, this took me days to to produce, put together, and uh, in not even counting the writing the script and recording the voiceovers of myself and Justin in it. And Maddie wasn't even part of the podcast at that point. Yeah. So um, this one's very near and dear to my heart. I think that you started working on this episode in like October or November and we launched it in March. So that Mm -hmm. just goes to show you like how much time passed. Right. Well, there's probably four or five episodes that are like this in this kind of format of the scripted. Uh, And then after we launched like with three or four episodes and then we had a couple in the bank and we recorded interviews at the Boston Seafood Show. And that's kind of when we decided like, okay, if we're going to be doing this every week. We're going to run out of steam if we if we're trying to create these really highly produced products every week and get them out there. Uh, And so we thought that it was. And we also we also noticed that the listeners seemed to respond better to just plain interviews like that. seemed like those episodes. Yeah, those episodes were getting more positive feedback. So hopefully you guys still like it. Yeah. So yeah, from I mean, this is the most popular one of the more popular episodes, probably because it's the first one. And when people are looking for new podcasts, they'll go back to episode one a lot of times and see if they if they're into it. But this is one that I'm really proud of because it was kind of the the catalyst that got the approval to do this podcast. And look what it's grown into now. You know, we're we're the top seafood podcast in the in the industry. So check that one out. It's shorter. Those ones are like 12 minutes ish long. So um, but, you know, they do have some snippets from interviews and stuff. There's some cool, cool stuff in there. And it's just a little different, something a little different. All right. Next episode is number 30 called Starting a Recirculating Aquaculture System, RAS, with Eric Peterson and Jess McGuire. I became very interested and discovered that, you know, while research aquaculture holds great promise, there is a lot to be done. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of, you know, incredibly valiant attempts at this. I come at this with a lot of humility because, you know, we're facing a lot of the same challenges in in, uh, making a sustainable and economic business model here work. It's not easy. It's not a problem you can just throw money at and have it go away. You know, these are animals. They don't always do as they're told. And uh, and so, you know, there's a lot that uh, you have to learn. So this episode was in the top 10 most downloaded episodes. So we decided to re-release it. 
Yeah, we decided to re-release it because we were like, people like this episode. We will re-release it during our, you know, if you listen regularly, you'll know that at the end of the year, we usually re-release a couple episodes during the holiday season to kind of fill that gap when we're not in the office. This episode, along with its re-release, continue to stay in the top 10 most downloaded <laughs> episodes. So it's literally, we released it twice and both of them are getting just crazy numbers of downloads. People just really love it. And I think this has to do with, I want to give a shout out to Ideal Fish because I think what they do, they do really, really well. And Eric is a very articulate guy who's very good at explaining things, which is great when we're talking about something like RAS. And I think a lot of people have a lot of interest in recirculating aquaculture systems. I think that's a hot topic right now, right along with our, you know, a lot of our seafood innovations. But RAS is something that I think people can understand a little bit more and just want to know more about. They want to learn about it. And it's super cool. And it's one of something that I love talking about, too. So I'm really glad this was cool because we got to do this one on site. You weren't there. Uh, but Justin and Elise were on that episode with us because we went down there to make a video. And there's a fantastic video that Justin put together. Um, I mean, I guess all, all three of us put it together, but I'm, I want to give Justin some credit since he's not here. He did all, all of the uh, video production for it. And it, uh, it's a certification highlight video with Ideal Fish talking about their BAP certification. And it's just fantastic. So make sure you check out the GSA YouTube page. Find it on there. I probably won't link to it because if I started linking to everything from this episode, <laughs> the show notes would be like 10 pages long. You guys wouldn't even want to look at it. It'd be too much text. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, that was really cool to actually do something on site. It's always fun when we get to go places and record kind of quote in the field. So, um, mm -hmm. so that was, that was a good one. All right. We're going to do, we're about halfway through our list for this first episode. I hope everyone's having fun. Uh, and I hope I'm you're, having fun. I hope you're all taking notes on which episodes you want to go listen to. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next episode is that we're going to look at is episode number one twenty five, investing in seafood with Larson Mettler of S two G Ventures. You know, we're a hundred million dollar fund to start with, as I mentioned. <laughs> For us, with this fund size, we're not investing in like the hard infrastructure and producers and uh, yeah. of aquaculture just because we can't get that far because um, mm -hmm. these are expensive expensive endeavors so we're investing in the picks and shovels to enable more efficiencies and you know kind of revolutionary ideas in, in production um in aquaculture i think this one i was alone for oh it was one of your solos yeah i think it was one of my solos the investment side of things is something is it's that's something that i never think about and uh yes and it's something that all of our producers i'm sure think about all the time right yeah it's just it, it, because we're in marketing and communications you know we focus on certain things that kind of help drive eyeballs and inform and teach and, and and entertain and all that stuff but um you know this this episode may not be for everybody but it is very popular because i think a lot of people have stakes and and some serious interest in the investing world of seafood and so this is a really good kind of highlight of uh, one way or a few different ways that, that you can be involved in that. So if that's kind of the world that you like to live in, definitely check this episode out. Larson was, he had some great information and he was a fantastic guest. Yeah. And S2G Ventures actually has their own podcast too. Yep. It's called Where We Grow From Here. So feel free to check that out if this sparks your interest. Yep, for sure. All right, I want to take a minute and say a word from our sponsor, Choice Canning Company. With over 70 years of experience, the Choice Canning Company is one of the few industry leaders who have gone the extra mile to develop a fully integrated supply chain. This ensures best practices right from farm to fork so that seafood can be an accessible source of protein for generations to come. 
Thank you so much to Choice Canning Company for sponsoring this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. All right. So number eight on the list is episode 105, which is the top five consumed seafood species worldwide in 2021. The number one most consumed fish in the world in in the first three months of 2021 <laughs> is sea cucumbers. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sea cucumbers. It's tuna. Obviously, I think I think most people probably guess that, that this was tuna. The most consumed fish in the world, according to the UN report. Uh, there's a lot of different types of tuna on the market, and they all have low calorie count and high vitamin and protein content. <laughs> These episodes are so fun. They're so much fun. It, it, it's always one of those things I was saying it to, to you and Justin in our last meeting. Whenever we do these episodes where we like look at lists or we, we kind of recap articles or we just kind of like talk and have a conversation with just the three of us without a guest, I'm always a little hesitant that we're kind of, sho- again, showing some ignorance and like, you know, uh, I'm a little nervous putting it out there because uh, of potential clapback. You got this wrong or like you, you don't know anything about whatever. But they always do well. People, those are the ones that people, send us messages about yes and it's so interesting because like you said though those types of episodes where it's just the three of us and we're just like fully being honest about things that we don't know about and we learn together those are the episodes that i'm most nervous to hear about like the feedback Mm -hmm. but those are the ones that we never get any bad feedback on everybody loves them yeah even though we're being very transparent about things that we're not sure about and they're usually pretty silly we usually have a lot of fun in those episodes because like we don't feel you don't get that kind of like customer service pressure of like being a little bit more professional when you're talking with someone from outside the company so we kind of let our guards down a little bit here's an ex- another <laughs> i just want to share one more little clip from from the recording session for that episode hey everyone thanks for tuning into this episode of the academia podcast i'm sean o'loughlin i'm justin grant and i'm Eddie ju- cassidy <laughs> it's just the two of us just the two of us We'll um, record the podcast live for. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry about this. This is. Good. Let's uh, start over. No, this is good. <laughs> like, no, yeah, leave that. No, we'll leave it. I don't know. That might have actually been from a different episode, but that was another. That's just an example of kind of the atmosphere when we're recording these these episodes. It's just the three of us. It's just kind of goofy, silly, and just trying to get through it. <laughs> it's fun. It's so fun working with you guys. Yeah, but that so that's episode 105. And the funny thing about that is we found an article that listed the top five most consumed in the world in 2021. And we it was like March of 2021. It was like really early. So we were like, well, I don't we know. We really got on it. Yeah, like how accurate is this data? But, you know, it's just a, another fun uh, conversation piece to talk about some of these species. And we talked about kind of how they're produced or how they're harvested and stuff like that. So it, it's fun. Definitely check it out. All right. The next one we're looking at is one that we, an early one. This is episode number 13. Uh, it's one that we recorded live from the floor of the Boston Seafood Show on launch day or like the, the day after we launched the podcast. Uh, and that is, like I said, episode 13. It's another Seafood Innovations episode. Probably the first Seafood Innovations episode, Kelp Farming with Marcos Shear of Seagrove Kelp Company. Eat kelp, take a chance, go do go do something that matters. Uh, I think that this, what I'm doing here, I'm hoping that it will be the beginning of a material industry in Alaska and for coastal Alaska of 
you know, a non-extraction based seed grown products that, you know, there's a host of life in Alaskan waters that uh, with uh, which is suitable for for this kind of activity. And if we do it and we do it well, and we do it responsibly, I think it can change the trajectory of these coastal communities. Like Such I said, a great message. Like I said, one of the first Seafood Innovations episodes that we did, because we recorded this like the same week that we launched the podcast. So it was cool to get some in-person interviews, uh, people willing. You know, we didn't have a name. We didn't have people didn't know the podcast at that show. So uh, I'm really grateful that there were some people who were willing to sit down with us and, and talk to us without really knowing anything about it. In following years, it was a whole lot easier because people knew who we were. They recognized the podcast. Yeah, like they, we made meetings in advance yeah, of being People at the were show. excited to, to meet up with us and, and, and record. But the first one we had to, you know, we it was like cold calling kind of. We had to just find people and say, hey, you want to come talk on a microphone? Come over to our booth for you know, 15 minutes or 20 minutes or so. And uh, so that was one of those. And they, we actually ended up getting sent some kelp products later on in the year that we tried. And that was kind of cool. So it was, uh, it was a whole new world for us. All right. What's, what do you got next? All right. Next, we have episode 136, which is Minorities in Aquaculture with Imani Black. You know, I come from a 200 year long, like legacy of watermen on the Chesapeake. Like I really do honor traditional watermen and the things that they have done for our commercial fishing and the things that they still do and the knowledge that that marine occupation like holds and the heritage that it holds. So like really like by bringing in new people or like, you know, uplifting a certain demographic in aquaculture is like to me in my own way, like really honoring that because aquaculture is this new wave of commercial fishing. And it's really like going to be the focal point of our sustainable seafood resource. So for me, it's like, well, minorities were already in that space. And so I'm just like bringing us along for like the next train ride. I love that. I think that I started off this episode saying that I was fangirling or something along those lines <laughs> because I love Amani. She is someone in the seafood industry who I look up to a lot and she just has such a bright future. She has been she if you haven't listened to the episode, she founded a nonprofit called Minorities in Aquaculture which focuses on giving minorities, particularly women of color, the skills and tools that they need and finances that they need in order to break into the seafood industry. And it's just such a phenomenal mission. And the fact that it wasn't being done before is kind of disappointing, but I'm mm. so glad that Amani took it upon herself to start it. And one thing that stood that stands out to me from this episode that I still think about is Amani made it clear that although she's kind of the face of this organization and this movement of minorities in aquaculture, she is very honest with the people that she works with, with her nonprofit, that she might be the advocate, but she wants to make sure that she's advocating for them in the things that they need. So she's not just deciding what she thinks other people need. She's making sure that she's informed by them before she decides to do things. It's an amazing program. And, you know, so I have three kids and I do not, I will never say that one of them is my favorite. I don't pick favorites. If you look at podcast episodes as your kids, if I had almost 180 kids, it's hard to not rank some and say that some are some of your favorites. And so I would say, that this is definitely one of my favorite episodes. Um, I this just, is up there for me I too. I just think it came together so well. And, I, and after we recorded that episode, I think I said to you guys, like, this is the kind of work that our podcast needs to be doing, like highlighting. And this is, you know, the, it, like 
we highlight a lot of different companies and, and technologies and stuff, but um, some certain topics and some certain conversations just click so well and it's just, it feels really, really right and it feels really, really good. Uh, and this was one of those episodes for me. So I'm really, I'm really glad that we did this episode. So definitely, definitely please go listen to that if you haven't yet. All right, we're getting down to the end of our list for this first episode. Uh, the next one we're going to look at is episode number 86, Seafood Career Pathways with Simao Zacharias. I'm happy now that uh, the shrimp industry, they are more aware now and they are working hard to uh, adapt their hatchery practice. So some people, they've been in contact with me and my supervisors uh, asking us to help them uh, on uh, changing and adapting the hatchery practice. So uh, not only with the Pinyas Faname, uh, other shrimp farmers who are working with the monodomes, they also want uh, to change. So the industry is already moving forward. Do you have any comments about this one? This was another one that I felt really good about. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that these are back to back because this episode also has a very special place in my heart. I've known Seamow since I started at GSA almost five years ago. And to see where he was back then to winning the innovation award in 2020 and then where he is now, two years later, it's just such a cool journey that I feel lucky to have been able to witness. And this episode is a snapshot in time of his work with shrimp eye stock ablation. And he just has such an amazing story. He's Mm. an amazing person. Yeah, it's really too bad that the the year that he won the innovation award is the year that we were all uh, virtual for goal. And he, he didn't get that opportunity to kind of get up there and receive his award on stage and everything. And, uh, but um, yeah, really, really uh, super interesting work that he's doing. I remember when I was in college uh, learning about breeding crustaceans and stuff in some of my classes. And we talked about that, like, Oh, you want, you want them to shed their shells and you just, chop off one of their eye stocks. And, uh, you know, I remember finding that super interesting, but I never really thought about the, you know, the animal welfare side of it. And so he's, he's really um, doing some really cool research and it's definitely being well-received and he's definitely on the right track. So that's another good one to check out. All right. Next one, second to last for this episode, episode 12 is number 65 called five unusual seafood dishes you probably haven't tracked. That's another one with the three of us. And now what was the name of this worm? Spoon worms, like a spoon, like a eating utensil. I wonder why they brace yourselves. Oh, oh that's oh, no, not what I, I was can't. thinking. Nope. No, no, no. I don't want that. I don't want to eat that. <laughs> but well, they you... cut off the ends. So it's they cut so off the ends. They, they squeeze out the insides, uh... and then, and then if you, um, you know, if you were to chop it up and fry it, like it, it would look completely different. I'm guessing it looks these like are an raw. uncooked sausage in like a casing. That's exactly yeah. what it looks yeah, like. Kinda. So there, let's go with that. Yeah. So that's those are the. All right, take this to take that picture off. (laughs) Wow, thank you for choosing that segment of the episode, (laughs) making me look bad. That so while we were listening to that, I had to look up spoonworms to get a visual again, and you know what? I do stand behind my reaction. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's these are they always look fun. pretty crazy. This is another one that that people always did. We got a lot of emails and and messages that just said like, "I love that episode. It was so fun." Um, and it's really just us looking at different. We've done this a couple of times, and we did it recently, where uh, we just yep. look up other seafoods that we haven't tried or we've never heard of, and some of them just are disgusting to our bland American palates, <laughs> but. It, it, you always learn, and you always have a lot of fun with these. So, um, and I think it was Vicky that 
chose this this clip from oh, this episode. Oh, thanks, Vicky. So you can talk to Vicky about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that's a pretty pretty um, good look, representative look into um, what those episodes are like. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's not behind the scenes, but I guess us talking about it is a little bit behind the scenes. So yeah, those are fun. If you skip over those ones because they don't have a guess, you know, maybe give them another shot because they're uh, they're a lot of fun. And we we always come off as kind of silly in those. So, All right. The last one for this episode is number 156. Uh, this is one of our more recent episodes that has been very, very popular. And it is How Buying Seafood for Retail Works with Bob Cerullo. And he's from Wakefern. What is it we want to stand for? What is it? that we believe is going to help us be the most successful and keep people coming to our stores. And I've often said, and I think the data would support it, that people will drive by 10 stores to go somewhere to get what they believe is a piece of quality seafood. And in fact, not that there aren't people value conscious, but in fact, they're willing to pay more for it if they believe it's quality. So, this was not a Career Pathways episode, but I would put this up there with the Joe's Thomas uh, episode. Just someone who has just this vast knowledge of his specific job, right? What he does and, and how buying and selling seafood within the retail space works. And it's something that I didn't know too much about beyond what I see when I go shopping. And so just some really, really good information in here about how Wakefern does it and how it's kind of done over the world. And this whole, this is entire other community of like grocers uh, and and buyers for retail that um, that all get together. And just like in the seafood industry, you know, they have their events and everything. And so it's just, it's a, a really cool insight into that side of it. I think a lot of our listeners are kind of on the either distribution side or the production side or more on the research that we have a lot of research scientists and stuff too. So, um, you know, you don't talk as much about retail. Uh, so this is, the, this was a really good episode for that. What did you think of this one? I loved this episode. And it was one of those episodes that while we were recording it, I was like, people are going to get so much out of this mm-hmm. episode. Like Bob just has a really compelling story. He's great at communicating. And also it's kind of a peek behind the curtain on something that producers are just like dying to understand. Like, how does it work? How can I make my way in there? So it was a great episode. And if you are going to listen to it, slash listen to it again make sure you listen all the way to the end because there's an amazing segment at the end where Bob talks about something that's really personal to, to him. And it's an incredibly impactful story that I think everybody needs to listen to. And it also presents you with an opportunity to uh, support and help in his mission. So definitely, I was going to thank you for saying that. I was going to say the same thing. Make sure you listen all the way to the end and that you um, support what he's doing because it's just making an impact for the world. So It's a good one to end off on for this episode. Maddie, do you have anything else you want to say about any of these before we uh, sign off and continue? No, this this has been fun. I love taking this look back and hopefully you all enjoyed it as well. And if you haven't listened to them, maybe you've gotten a little taste of an episode that you want to go back and listen to. Yeah, take your notes. And happy 25th anniversary Global Seafood Alliance. That's right. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Folks, that was our part one episode of our top 25 episodes, episode, episodes. (laughs) 
in celebration of the 25th anniversary of the Global Seafood Alliance. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found some episodes that maybe you would like to revisit or you haven't heard before that you want to go back and listen to. If you got through this whole thing and can't remember which one you wanted to do or you, you want a little more information about any of the guests or the episodes that we talked about, please send us an email or use the contact form and we'll be happy to get you that information. And with that said, you can email us. Our email is podcast at globalseafood.org or you can get in touch with us on our website, which is globalseafood.org slash podcast, or you can tweet at us at AquademiaPod. That's right. As long as Twitter is still in existence, uh, we, we're there. You can contact <laughs> us there. We'll see how long it lasts. Uh, it's kind of burning to the ground right now, but we'll see what happens with it. Remember to subscribe to Aquademia wherever you listen, and if you have a couple minutes, please take the time to leave us a rating and review. It really helps us out, and we really appreciate everybody that's done that already. And if you enjoy the podcast as a whole, or if you want to support the work that the Global Seafood Alliance does in a more tangible way, you can do that by becoming a member, and more information about that is on our website, which is globalseafood.org slash membership. One last thing. Again, we want to remind everyone that this episode was brought to you by the Choice Canning Company. Supported by the latest technology and adhering to high standards of quality, the Choice Canning Company consistently delivers freshness and flavor. Thank you to Choice Canning for sponsoring this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. We will talk to you next week. Bye.